Bam, we're live. You saw that, Dylan? The roast, the roast master. Let's see if he's going to come on. Think he's going to come on? Let's see if he's going to come on. Dylan stepped in for a show one time. About that. He said, uh, a guest didn't show. And uh, Dylan stepped in and carried the show. Carried the show. I'll send him a link right now. Holy cow. Uh, I was, I was supposed to do David Lucas this morning at 7 a.m. And uh, I, I guess we just had a, wait, oops, what's, what's going on here? And we had a, uh, just a, a misunderstanding of the time. And then he said he could do it at 2 o'clock. And I just sent him the link. And it's, uh, it's now 2.06. How are you guys? Uh, Bruce Wayne. Good afternoon. Casual sender. Good afternoon. Oh, Gabe, Paper Street Coffee. Good afternoon. Uh, Alan Kest, Keston Bam. Uh, hi. Tonight's show got moved. I, I, part of me is like really bummed, um, but part of me is excited. Uh, the, the guy we were going to have on had COVID for 80 days. He was in a coma for 80 80- fucking days and when i met him he had a hole here and a hole in his stomach i go man you don't look like the 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 proper uh stereotypical guy uh who i thought would be in the hospital with covid and he said oh dude i lost like 50 60 70 pounds or whatever while i was unconscious for 80 days uh his story's fascinating got a crazy gangster background too like cartel shit like it's gonna be a freaking wild story anyway he's 38 now and he's got a second chance at life and uh he did the blood work over at california hormones and uh, tomorrow um he gets the pellets implanted in his side and he starts the trt replacement therapy his, his testosterone was pretty low and uh, it's going to be fun to see him go through those changes also jumping on the program for the california hormones program who got their blood work done was is uh, gary roberts and uh, alex stein and they both got their blood work done. They have their appointments with their uh, doctors. And then um, from there, we'll start the project with them. Gary has started filming uh, Killing the Fat Man Season 3, uh, California Hormones Edition. It's going to be dope. And uh, there are some crazy twists already to what happened, what's happened in Gary's life. I don't want to give it away. I want to let him talk about it. We'll have him on the next, I don't know, week or two. But uh He's going through some shit, and uh, hopefully this can help fix it. I'm, I'm really excited for him. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, you get – I'm reading this live. This text actually just came in. If you are a podcast listener, you will get a, a $0 initial consolation, which is normally 200 bucks, and the code is SEVAN, capital S-E-V-A-N. This means they can meet with the doctor and get evaluated for free. That's huge. So you go over to California Hormones. This website right here. Let me see. Let me just check it. Fuck, quit being a lazy, lazy button. Uh, I'm putting my socks on still. California Hormones. Um, California Hormones. Oh, it came up California Homes. My bad. California Hormones. I don't see the website. There's got to be a website, right? CaliforniaHormones.com. California. God, I don't even know if this is the right website. 
Jeez Louise. That's why I need help. Where's my Caleb? Where's my where's my Matt Souza? I don't know. I can't tell I can't tell you where to go. I can't tell you where to go. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Oh, it's because oh, okay. The website is CA Hormones. Um shit, I screwed it up. I'm gonna put it in the uh comments over here. Funny as uh Six months ago, if I was this this disorganized, if like a uh, guest was just hanging in the winds, I, wing, w- wings, winds, wind, a guest was hanging in the wind, I'd be freaked out. But I have just so much material now, like built up and shit, that uh, that uh, I, I always have something, some backup. I met a guy yesterday at Greg's house at the party. He had done three hundred shows. For Rush Limbaugh. I never listened to that show. I was a liberal in those days. I hated Rush. So, and I don't even know why. Anyway, so he did 300 uh, replacement shows for Rush Limbaugh. And um, he was the stand-in for him. Tom, Tom something or another. But I guess that was the biggest show. I would always hear Howard Stern talk about how Rush Limbaugh and him were the two biggest shows in radio. Two biggest shows, period. Just the biggest amount of listeners. And... Uh, and we were talking about when guests no show and it was kind of a cool thing. I, I felt like I belong because we could talk about that when guests no show. I think it's only, I mean, Daniel Brandon no showed a couple of times in the beginning, but now I have so much content for live call-in shows. It, it kind of doesn't matter. What happened to my phone? Oh, there it is. A premier health optimization and HRT clinic in California. So you go here, you sign up, you use the code Sevon capital S E-V-A-N, and you get your free doctor consultation. That's cool. I, I, there, was a, there was an athlete, I don't want to say their name, super popular, top 10 most popular CrossFit athletes of all time. And I had talked to him, um, him, him uh, so maybe top five popular athletes of all time in the male category, about, um, uh, hey, let's get you, let's get you in, in, let's get you on some sort of regiment of testosterone and see if you can make it to the games and see what happens. And he was totally in, he was totally in. And, and the, I don't, it was just one of those projects, pet projects that never worked out. I wish you guys could see how my microphone is balanced here. The guy, David Lucas, that I'm going to have come on the show today, if he shows up and if he doesn't, we'll have him on some other time. Is it, It's pretty crazy. Uh, just the, the synchronicity of having him on because I just saw in his post on May 26th, he's friends with Joe Rogan and, uh, and, uh, and David Lucas is probably, I don't know, carrying an extra 150 to 200 pounds of weight on him. And Joe Rogan had made him the offer, made him and red band, the offer, Hey, which one of you, uh, let's take your weight now, you and red band. And in four months, we'll see who's lost the most weight or something like that. So I was like, oh, shit. And I just saw that like about an hour ago. And I was like, oh, when David Lucas comes on today, I'm going to tell him, hey, dude, uh, I got an idea. Why don't you get some blood work done and, and work with these California hormones people if you're going to start working out like a, like a, like a madman. I'm, lo- I'm looking at what tabs I have open because sometimes people send me DMs and talk about the tabs I have open. By the way, I'm wearing this OG shirt today um, that I got from – 
Where did I get this OG shirt from? Get with the programming from Chase and Bill. So if you want one of these shirts, OG stands for Original Gangster, and it's got a little pukey in here. Uh, go over to wherever they sell shirts. And uh, if you're feeling uh, a, a, a re- really froggy, you can go over to uh, Vindicate, V-N-D-K-8, and get the TDCEO shirt. I wore that last night at the party. That was huge. That was, that was a pop, very popular statement. I wore the blue one um, that uh, Travis Bellinghausen. This company right here is homegrown. So Gabe from Paper Street, homegrown. It's inside of this community, the Seven Podcast community. And same with this TDC CEO printer, Travis uh, Bellenhausen. This guy's been asking me if, um, if I wanted to work with him forever. And I was like, you know, poo-pooing him. And, uh, and he's dope. Should, should have done it. And then if you want the CEO shirt, you can go to our original uh, T-shirt vendor, which is uh, you can get on our website, the Seven Podcast. Those CEO shirts are dope too. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I saw that my red one's on its way. I'm pumped. And I keep seeing them pop up all over the place. What do you guys want to talk about first? Oh, you guys want to... Are you seeing how... um, Oh, I should be careful what I click here. I'm going to stop sharing. I don't know what am I doing here. Uh, Did you see how busy the Khaleesi is? Morning chalk up? Send her a DM. Tell her, chill out. These... Look, look, what are they doing over here at the morning chalk up? They're not, they're not going to leave. Here we go. Wait. Uh, they're not going to leave anyone, anyone to interview. They're interviewing everyone. They're like the kid at the playground who goes and gets all the, uh, all the good toys first. Let me show you. Let me show you how busy the Khaleesi is. Lauren Khalil over at the morning chalk up. So, she did Noah 22 hours ago. Then 23 hours ago, she's got Brooke Wells. I couldn't, hey, let me, let's click this and see if she actually got Brooke Wells. Yeah. Hey, I couldn't get Brooke Wells if I tried. I need to poach the Khaleesi to come work on the Seven podcast so I can get Brooke Wells. Uh, then she got Dallin Pepper. who probably won't come on the show anymore because I've, t- I've turned him into a martyr. I just make fun of him. Then she got Bailey Rail. And then who's this she got? Oh, she got Shane Orr. I text Shane Orr t- 20 times in the last two years. Most I can get is a heart. Lauren Khalil. And then, and, then she got, and then she got Danielle Brandon. Oh, no respect. Looks like Danielle's in a car. No, I don't know what's going on there. And she got Noah Olson again. Oh, no, that's the same one. Anyway, there's probably more. Okay, let's click over one more. Uh oh great. She got twins at the game. She got the pan chicks. And she got Rebecca Fuslier, who beat my girl Kelly Clark. Rebecca. She got Luke Parker. That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like I lose. You win. The Khaleesi wins. Oh, let's see. Uh, he has time for morning chaka, but not us. Man got engaged. Oh, uh, Josh, I didn't invite Josh. I didn't invite any of those. Well, some of those people I've invited and they just won't come on. But um, uh, but I didn't, I, 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 I'm, I haven't had time for Josh. Maybe Josh is over, over somewhere being like talking about I'm working too hard. Oh, yeah. And she got Josh this morning. I know she's unstoppable unstoppable hell 
Yeah. He's already scheduled. He's already scheduled. Jack De La Magdalena. UFC 275. Yes, Daniel Nielsen. Thanks for asking. He is scheduled. Main card. Main card. He is scheduled. Oh, okay. I think David Lucas might come on. Wow. He got he got a heart. I'm live. Come on whenever you want. Uh, okay, I'll tell him. I'm live. Come on whenever. Hey, some of you are going to be really excited about the California hormones thing, the, what we're about to see. And some of you are going to be like, I don't care. But those of you who say, I don't care, you're going to care too. It's going to be, it's a trip. It's going to be a trip. It's going to be a trip to watch, especially people that we know in the community that you can go back and look at their CrossFit career started 10 years ago. Gary Roberts, you are going to trip. I'm sure she got Fraser. Fraser loves that morning chalk up. Uh, he, he loves the, uh, he loves the, I'm, I'm editing right now. I don't want to say what I really want to say, but he loves that stuff. He loves that stuff. He loves that stuff. Fraser's nomad O'Keefe where he can just go wherever he wants. Fraser loves to the, uh, to stay, to stay in that lane. What did I see that the buttery bros did? That was really cool. Oh, I haven't even watched it yet, but I thought it's a, how about this? Let's see if we can, how do I type in buttery bros? Buttery bros. This is huge for Heber. Look at this. The most bad. Oh, you guys, I haven't shared the screen. Look at this. Uh, is this it? The most badass chicken fitness. I can't believe Heber is using this word badass. This is way out of his comfort zone, I think. The most bad in, in their title. Two hours ago, this had 8,000 views. Look at, I wonder if I scroll over it. Oh man, that's a 51 minute video. Holy smokes. Let's click on this button. I, I, I thought I saw a shorter version, like an eight minute version. Nope, that's 51 minutes of Danielle Brandon. I'm going to guess that's going to do very well. It's making me feel inadequate. I'm going to go over to my notes for my uh, live call-in show day. It just rains over there. It's just just too many, too many, too many notes. I'm going to come over here. I got uh, David Lucas notes. I'll open those up for when he comes in. Ah, live call-in show. You just want to go hard. You just want to go hard. Just right off the top. I just I just saw this. This is this is nuts. Look at this. This is uh this is one of the Kardashians, and I don't know who the dude is, but how about this? Just we'll just come out just hard. Look at th this is on um more plates, more dates, Instagram, and 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 check this out right here. This is nuts right here. Let's see. So um Well he told me that the thing that would help it was drinking his like four times a week. He told us to um, do both of you. Well, he told me that 
the thing that would help it was drinking his. Hey, what, she's saying that the doctor told us that what would help me become more fertile is to drink his, and then they beep it out. Why would why would they? She's either saying cum or semen, right? Are those words you can't say? Oh, Courtney Kardashian's doctor says to drink Travis Barker's semen four times per week for fertility. Is that a musician, Travis Barker, or is that a game show host, or is that Peter Parker's brother? Who the fuck is Travis Barker? Man, I can't believe that's true. That's just for TV, right? But why are they beeping out the word semen? He's all jacked up on desiccated organs. Who, me? I have not invited the Khaleesi on yet. I'm going to. I'm kind of like building up... Um, Oh, Blink-182. I think I heard of them. Is he obligated to keep his head to stay bald because he tattooed his head? Oh. Let's see. Ah. Well, thank you. You think I should play that, Dylan? Have you guys heard Kendrick Lamar's new song? It's called Auntie Diaries. Auntie Diaries by Kendrick Lamar. He has a new album out. I stopped listening to Kendrick Lamar when he invited that girl on stage, had her sing the song, and when she said the word nigga in the song, he berated her in front of the entire stadium. It's got to be one of the top 10 most uncool things I've ever seen anyone do to another human being that doesn't involve violence. Absolutely disgusting and vile. Why would you set someone up like that who loves your music, who loves you? Maybe it was a stunt. Maybe it was a psyop. Either way, let's say it's not. Well, he has a new song, and I just stopped listening to him. Like, like fuck you. Like, I, like I don't want to support anyone who does that. That's just not nice. Like you could be, you could be uh, uh, pro-life or pro-choice and like you got your opinions or you could be, I, I, I can, I can, I can hang with a lot of different stuff. You think I'm mean because I, I think fat people, uh, obesity is like one of the biggest downfalls of to civilization weighing us down, no pun intended. And you don't like me for it. And you just, it doesn't matter. I'll still be your best friend. Like those things don't matter. But drawing another human being up in front of an entire stage. Oh, what's happening to my voice. And then calling them out, setting them up for failure, not cool at all. But if you listen to this new song, you have to, if, if you know what I'm talking about, about this Kendrick Lamar story, about what he did to that girl, she's a white girl. And that only matters because of the, of the trick that he pulled on her. But if you listen to this new song, Kendrick Lamar, Auntie Diaries, I need to analyze it a little bit more. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring up the lyrics and maybe analyze it right here, right in front of you right now. Auntie Diaries. Kendrick, Kendrick may have uh, Kendrick may have flipped the script. Kendrick Kendrick done might have might have done woke up. <clears throat> what do you guys think of Kendrick? Is he talented, or do we just think he's talented because everyone tells us to say he's talented? Oh my goodness, the lyrics to this song. 
<clears throat> I'm going to tell you the final two sentences first before we start. You ready? The final two uh, sentences, I don't know what you call them, stanzas. Oh, no, let's do the, let's do, let's do, um, le- sorry, let's do the last four lines. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, man, he may have flipped the script. We may, we may, we got Kanye. We may be getting, we may be getting Kendrick Lamar. Finally, another, another conscious rapper. Holy shit. Here we go. Last five or six lines, guys. Brace yourself. But disapprove the word that she couldn't say with me. He's referencing that lady who was on stage that he called on stage. And himself, how he disapproved of her. But disapprove the word that she couldn't say with me. You said, Kendrick ain't no room for contradiction. Meaning someone told him, hey, there's a contradiction. That'll make more sense when you hear the rest of the song. To truly understand love, switch position. Faggot, faggot, faggot. We can say it together. But only if you let a white girl say nigga. And the song ends. They're called bars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the proper vernacular, Mr. Wayne. I like you more. I like you more every day, Bruce. I have, I have infinite room for you to grow in my, in my, in my love chest. Uh, I think what this song is saying is that he realized he he basically tells a story about how his uncle got a sex change operation. My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now. Drinking Paul Mason with her hat turned backwards. Motorola pager off like, yes, Jackie. We go down a little bit further. My auntie is a man now. I watch him and his girl hold their hands down. See, my auntie is a man now. Slight bravado. This has nothing to do uh, with what he was saying before, but I but I like this because I used to like I used to have six by nines in one of my car. Six by nines keeping the music up under me. I'm just skipping around so you guys can get the gist of the song. My auntie is a man now. I asked my mama why my uncles don't like him that much, and at the parties why they always want to fight him that much. My auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now. Faggot, faggot, faggot. We ain't no better. Elementary kids with no filter forever. How, sorry, however. So what he's saying here is, is when we were in elementary school, we used to make fun of gay people, but 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 not really make fun of gay people. We didn't know what we were saying. It was just it was just the word faggot in the sense that you got you know be like oh that's gay, like and, and you you don't even think about it in, in a sexual term, but 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 it but it probably offends people who are gay because it's like shit that's my sexual preference and now you're using it as interchangeable with a derogatory word isn't faggots like a bundle of sticks i wonder if a bundle of sticks is offended that gay people took their word and then it was then taken as just a derogatory term anyway my auntie is a man now What a relationship. I grew up fast. I needed no one to babysit. He gave me some cash. Then he gave me some gang. 
Uh, so, so it's talking about how his auntie, who was a woman, turned into a man. It, this is a great line too. How about this? She even cut my hair at the pad, was loving my fade. The first person I seen write a rap, that's when my life changed. So this woman that changed to a man, was it sounds like was the person who introduced uh, Kendrick to, to rap songs. And then when he would be in the yard with his friends, he would say, oh, it's, it's a cigarette? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bundles, fag at the end. Oh, it's a, okay, okay, cigarettes. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Are you guys following me? Are you guys following me what this song's about? You got to listen to it. You can just go into iTunes and hit play or you can go onto uh, Google. I may be misunderstanding what he's saying. The other thing he could be saying is, is that like, hey, you shouldn't say that word either. But what I think he's saying is, is like, hey, let's liberate both those words. Like, who cares? Quit being offended. That's the way I'm taking it. That's the way I'm hoping. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? You guys enjoying this? Demetrius is Marianne now. Remember church Easter Sunday? I sat in the pew. You had stronger faith, more spiritual when these dudes were living the life straight. He goes on to talk about how maybe the pastor at the church didn't like the sex transformation that his aunt went through. And maybe this is just a story. Maybe this isn't true. He's a rapper. He's a storyteller. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it if it is a transformation. His auntie is a man now. That time I brung a fan onto stage to rap but disapprove the word that she couldn't say with me. You said Kendrick ain't no room for contradiction. To truly understand love, switch your position. Faggot, 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 we can say it together, but only if you let a white girl say nigga. So he's either saying, who just get Kendrick on the show? I know, I did. you're right, fuck, what am I doing? The fuck do I think I am? Interpreting Kendrick Lamar. It's good, though. It's good. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I, I see it as a beacon of hope. He's either going further towards the dark side, which eventually will be daytime, or he's crossed over. He's now conscious. Oh, darn it. Someone said he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, shit. Suck it, Victor. He's not waking up, just like Bill Maurer isn't waking up. Too naive if you fall for that shit. Oh, oh you're breaking my heart. I could be. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I could be. Why don't you set him free, Victor? Why don't you set him free? What, why, why you got to hold him down? Why don't you set him free? Let him change. Don't hold him in your, in your, um, in your projection. Set him free. Set your wife free. Set everyone you love free. Set him free. It's good. It's good. So it's the only song I listen to. Uh, one of my friends heard it this morning, actually. It makes me realize how great my friends are. 
The album is called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Released in 2022. It makes me realize how good my friends are. One of my friends called me. Said, holy smokes, dude. Have you heard the new Kendrick Lamar album? Said, no. He goes, well, I only listen to one song. You got to listen to it. And I listened to the first two minutes, and I'm like, I get it. And he's like, you get what? And I go, hey, so it's a song about his aunt who turned into a dude. And he's singing, no, dude, go to the end. Listen, get to the end. I'm like, all right, settle down. And it ends right when he says that line. That last sentence. Boom, it's over. You almost can't even hear it. Oh, here, wait, wait. Uh, oh, look, let's see. Maybe there's an analysis down here. Let's see. Uh, no. Oh, maybe. Oh, here we go. Let me read this analysis. This is this is from a website website called Genius Annotation. Okay, you guys ready? I haven't read this before. Auntie, Auntie Diaries is the sixth track on a two disc. Uh, so sorry, Auntie Diaries is the sixth track on disc two from Kendrick Lamar's fifth and final studio album with Top Dog Entertainment. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is the 15th track overall. Kendrick tells the story of two transgender people using the narrative to critique himself, society, and the church's view on LGBTQ community. Oh, this person's woke as fuck right in this. I could tell already. At the end of the song, he alludes to the controversial moment in May of 2018 when he invited a white woman on stage at the Alabama Hangout Festival to perform his October 2012 track, Mad City. When she proceeded to say the N-word, that's quoting. That's not me. I don't talk like that. I ain't no bitch. He asked her to start over. And, and you are a bitch if you do that. You are. You are a fucking bitch. And, and you're a racist. And, you're, and, and you guys have heard me say this a million times because you're enforcing that someone be offended by that word. You're the enforcer. You are, you are the plantation owner cracking the whip. When she proceeded to say the N-word, he asked her to start over and avoid using the slur. However, she was ultimately forced to return to the audience. That's not how I exactly remember it going down, by the way, but maybe this article is right. Kendrick juxtaposes the misuse of the N-word with his own community's use of the F-word to denigrate queer people. He uses these parallels not only as a teaching moment for the listener, but as a clever transition to the next song, Mr. Morale. Which we, Okay, so they see it as the other way. This person sees it that he's gone even further to the dark side. This person, this person's interpretation is Kendrick is now saying that no one could say the word faggot because that's offensive too. He's part of the burning. He he wants to burn books. It is what it's not, this interpretation of it. I don't think Kendrick wants to burn books. I don't think he wants to limit the vocabulary of the masses. He's a fucking rapper. I I I is not. I am not. I cannot be. I refuse to be. Those days are over. I mean, there's a time and a place, but it's not right now. There's a time and a place to be a bitch, but it ain't right now. And those people who know that are kind of dangerous people. 
you should, you should, you should, uh, I'm not sure what the word is. You should be mindful around them. They have less to lose than you or more to lose, but then we're, we're not playing on the same. We're not playing on the same wavelength planet as you. I met a guy at Greg's party last night and he told me we were talking, we were sitting around and, and there was a priest there, which was weird. I, I, I didn't, I should have asked him how he ended up there. There were like a hundred people there at least. And there was a priest there. I don't know if I should say his name. There was a priest there. Let's call him Pete, Pete, the priest. And I was sitting down in a, in a, in a chair and, and he was sitting on a stool and there are like four other dudes. We're sitting in the, in, the, in the front yard in front of the garage doors and it's like huge, like two double, like six car garage or eight car garage. There's a big fire going behind us even though it's fucking 85 degrees outside. There's a chimney with wood burning and everyone's hanging out and Greg's done giving his talk on science. People are eating steak everywhere. There's someone brought a portable pizza oven there and was making these insane pizzas fanciest dough ever like the kind of pizzas like nettles are on there's like eight of us a couple affiliate owners a couple of ex maybe a master's athlete or something some a radio dj a priest a bunch of cool cool, cool dudes you know who was there last night too uh, uh mark bell and chris bell the director of and jesse burdick was there the director of that movie bigger faster stronger was there I'd want, and I cornered him. I'm like, dude, you got to come on my podcast. You didn't, you didn't respond to my DM. <laughs> and, uh, um, I, I, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen, I just saw it went up and like a tear ran down my eye and happiness that a future friend of mine, Lauren Khalil and an old friend of mine, Josh Bridges were able to discuss talk anyway. So, um, were you there, Alan, at the party last night? How the hell were you there? What is going on? Anyway, and this dude goes like this. He goes, hey, in the last 13 months, I've spent $500,000 on therapy to help my daughter with the sexual assault she went through. I was like, I was like looking at the priest, how he's going to respond. I looked at the dude. I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I spent five hundred thousand dollars in the last thirteen months to help my uh, uh, wife um, or uh, help my daughter get through some sexual abuse she endured. I go, holy fuck! And he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm I'm going through some shit myself. I go, I bet. He goes, um, I'm trying not to kill the guy who did it. Man, that shit was real. Excuse me. Whoo, whoo. Hey, it was one of those parties that was like so, so big and it was, it was like on a 16 acre, like orchard dope up in the hills, Santa Cruz Hills. You could see the Pacific ocean. They had like a valet. I'm just bragging to tell you that, by the way, that's, that's the only reason, but it was cool. It was fun. And I really wanted to, uh. I really wanted to stay longer and I really wanted to drink a lot, but I knew that I had David Lucas at 7am. So I didn't, I just stayed till like, I didn't drink really. 
I, I didn't, there were, there were cookies and chocolate milk there that I tried not to stuff myself with. There were like, I tried to play it good because I knew I needed to come home, ride the assault bike until like midnight, study up on David Lucas for a couple hours, go to sleep and get up at seven. It was nice enough of David, David Lucas though, to tell me that, uh, he told me last night, oh shit. Oh shit. He said, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit, brother. He's not coming on until 3.15. The show will be done by then. Oh, shit, brother. The show will be done. Damn. Can we reschedule? Let me see. Can we reschedule? How's your hair? Because he says he's getting his hair done. How's your hair? How's your hair? who's David Lucas? He's the comedian that's exploding. He's over there at Kill Tony. He's exploding. And uh, and when I was checking him out today, I have this great idea, too, regarding your 100K challenge. Um, um, basically, uh, so, so, so I, I, I saw him, I don't know, like a month or two ago, he popped on the scene. I was, well, he's been on the scene forever, but I, he popped under my radar about a month or two ago. I've been watching a bunch of his stuff. He's so funny. He's gnarly. I will say this. He is a, he's like a professional roaster. So he like, he, he'll just go somewhere and there'll be another dude and they'll just start ripping on each other. And he's vicious, man. He is vicious. Sometimes I'm like, okay. Like when he attacks people in the crowd, I'm tripping. I am tripping. Anyway, so, but he's friends with Joe Rogan and he's friends with Hans, who we had on the show. And Joe Rogan said to him and another comedian called Red Band, and they're, they're both, you know, morbidly obese. And he said, Hey, we, we uh, starting today, which was a couple of days ago, in four months, I'm going to weigh you guys. And whoever lost the most weight, I'll give $100,000 to or something like that. Oh, maybe he can come on while he's cutting his hair. Want to. Come on for just a minute while you're getting your hair done. Let's see. Using your phone. Let's see what happens. You think I'd like Theo Vaughn? I love Theo Vaughn Austin. He's funny as shit. Wish I would have got on that got on that jock sooner. I could have had him on the show. He'll come on the show eventually, I bet. So how did you guys uh Bruce Wayne uh, regarding uh uh Lauren Khalil? Sevon, she's really cool. Just hit her up in the DMs. You just hit her up or I should just hit her up? I hit her up all the time. I harassed the shit out of her. That's how you know I'm friends with you. If I DM you and like I'm being like teasing you in your DMs, I, I'm like a fucking kindergartner who only te- just I just tease people I like. I got it all backwards. You think if I didn't like her, I wouldn't? I, I not that you're saying I wouldn't, but like I just went over all the videos she made for Morning Chalk Up, and I pretend like I, I I'm pissed, but like really I'm just telling you guys go watch that shit. It's like it's, that's the best compliment you can get from me. 
I told my wife the other day at the beach, I took a video of her and she was like playing Frisbee with the boys. And I said, fuck, you got a nice body from 10 feet away. And the, like that, the, for me, that was like a huge compliment. And shit didn't go over well. Oh, I, I got the head tossed up a little bit. I got beat up a little bit for that one. I, I didn't say it didn't look good from five feet away or two feet away or my face is buried in your, you know. But I'm just saying from 10 feet away, it's really good too. Like, like let's not jump to any conclusions here. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, man. I just clicked on a link I wish I wouldn't have clicked on. It was Justin Trudeau. Oh, I have a link here that says Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's you. I think I already showed you guys that. Okay. This kind this kind of fits with Oh, this is brilliant. I want to show you guys this. Okay, you ready? This fits perfectly with what we were saying about banning words earlier. Like do we really want to ban words? This is exactly what is happening in the United States right now. I want to, it, it's an it's an amazing uh, metaphor here. Uh, for those of you who can't see this, it's it's a wall, and it says graffiti artist mobster tagged a London wall in 2014. The following occurred over a one-year period. So what you're watching is this guy is tagging a wall, and every time he tags the wall, they cover it with red paint. And so he keeps tagging different parts of the wall, and they keep covering it with red paint. And this goes on and on until the entire wall is red. And that's what's happening to our freedoms. That's what's happening to our freedoms. Can you believe, for those of you who've lived in the United States for a long time, uh, I don't know if it was like 10 or 15 years ago, every city in the, in the country was like making laws to outlaw smoking on the streets. There was like this huge push to stop cigarette smoking. Now our streets are filled with crime and homelessness and they can't do shit. But they were worried about people smoking cigarettes. Hey, I'll go back to making cigarettes legal if we can get rid of all the crime and homelessness. Everything we're doing here is ass backwards. I know it's so hard to say this and it's so unpopular. But those of you who want to ban guns, it's the exact same thing. On the other end of that, what's going to happen when you ban guns to try to stop killing will be worse. It's the exact same thing that happened when the George Floyd incident uh, happened, right? And they tried to fix that problem by bringing up that 12 unarmed black men in the United States had been killed in the past year. We don't even know if they were violent, if they attacked. That was just the number that kept getting pushed. And so there became this massive public outcry that pushed towards attacking police. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And so police departments all over the country gave the orders of their police departments to stand down and not engage citizens. Guess how many thousands of black men died because of that? When you misdiagnose something, and you address the symptom instead of the issue. 
You will make the problem worse. No, I didn't hit Murph today, but I was thinking about doing it today, later on today. My wife was, my wife's uh, wasn't feeling so good. So I didn't want to leave her, but I've never done it on an assault runner. I was actually thinking I have an assault runner. I was actually thinking about doing it on the assault runner. I haven't even done Murph that many times in my life. I want to say like three, two, five, not definitely not more than five. That's what's happening every time. So, so they, 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 there's someone puts graffiti on this wall and they cover it with paint, which actually makes the wall look worse. Cause now there's this white wall or this pink wall that just has a splotch of red paint that doesn't mean or say anything. And so the graffiti artist gets cute and starts putting it in different places until the whole wall is painted. That's what's happening to our freedoms. They keep thinking they're going to fix one little thing instead of addressing the big problem. And eventually everything's going to be under lockdown and everything's going to be under quarantine and everything's going to be forced under compliance. The whole thing is going to get painted with these little attempts to fix everything. I have no idea. Sooner than the next Josh and seven, someone wrote, when is the next Josh and seven podcast? I it's sooner than the next, uh, Josh seven and Matt podcast. <laughs> I know that. This morning was the first time I've done Murph with a vest. It's pretty well. I got a cool t-shirt out too. Oh, I've not, and that's true too. I've never done it with a vest either. I, I, I should, I, um, I text him, wish him, uh, congratulations. I'm stoked for him. So far. Let's see if, uh, Mr. Lucas responded. Uh, okay. Let's aim for Thursday. Okay. I like that. Uh, We'll move David Lucas to Thursday because Thursday. Oh shit. That's awesome. No, that's not awesome. Wrong Thursday. Okay. Thursday's June 2nd. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yes. I love that. Okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you. So pumped to talk to you. All right. Alan Kestenbaum, uh, did, did, did you like Josh's story post, Sevon? Uh, the one with the ring, you mean? I, I think he put it in his story and his feed. I think I saw it in his story first and then I saw it in his feed. I'm 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 assuming no one has heard the Kendrick Lamar song. God, I was so excited to share that with you guys. You guys see a CrossFitter, one of those teachers I think was a CrossFitter who was killed in Texas. That sucks. Oh man, my notes are so far behind. I've shown you guys so much of this already. Oh my goodness. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Oh, this guy's coming on the show too. This is great. I think this guy's living in Morocco. When I share the screen, I assume you guys can hear. I hope you guys can hear. Okay. Here we go. 
Tamer Cat. Can you be a can you be a Muslim Jew and make fun of Mexicans? So this guy's coming on the show soon too. You guys know him? I get all of these ideas from you guys. This is all from you. You guys send this stuff. Not you, Mehmet, my Turkish brother from another mother, Mehmet. I think that's the dead giveaway. If your name is Mehmet, you're just Turkish. Uh, Bruce Wayne, I did Murph unpartitioned and it sucked. Uh, me too with a 20 pound vest. My body was not ready for it. Hey, did you see um, Hiller did it with a hundred pound vest? What? Are you freaking kidding me? Brutal Bruce, that's insane. I'm not sure if I've ever felt compelled to do an unpartitioned with a vest. Fair enough. How about Hiller? 100-pound vest, 78 minutes, He, I think he wrote. Seems fast to me. 178 seems fast to me. Okay. We got that guy, the Muslim Jew, about that. Oh, what's this? What's this? Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, another one of my favorite topics. Okay, let's see. Let's see what this... This young hipster has to say, uh, Joel Patrick on Instagram. Yes. Here we go. You guys ready? Did you guys hear the last one? Does the audio come through? Here we go. How the federal government abolished slavery to protect enslaved people's rights nationally. The federal government stepped in again to protect reproductive rights nationally. Please tell me you did not just compare slavery and abortion and then use that argument to justify why the government needed to protect people's right to an abortion. Let me explain something to you. See, slavery was wrong, but slavery was legal. Do you know why slavery was legal? Because someone convinced another group of people that black people were not human, that it was okay to enslave them because they weren't people. They were only three-fifths of a person. Now there's a modern effort to convince people that fetuses are not human. Therefore, it's not wrong to kill them. But I have a question for you. Do you think it's appropriate to kill, I don't know, a bald eagle per se? Because the federal government doesn't. In fact, the federal government will fine you $20,000 and you could go to prison for one to five years for destroying a single egg of the American bald eagle. Now, that is not a full-grown eagle. It is just an egg that has the potential to become a full-grown eagle. And because of the potential that it has, it has value. Kind of like a human being. A fetus is not a full-grown human, but it has the potential to become a human. And therefore, it has value. Dang. I want you guys to listen to that one more time. It's history. It's a history lesson. You don't have to take a side. You don't have to be for it or against it or whatever. But he's just schooling this chick. This is once again someone trying to leverage the color of people's skin, that girl who speaks in the beginning, for some sort of fucked up agenda. Listen to this one more time. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Wow. 
Uh, it looks like he sped it up to fit it in the full minute, but let's let's listen to that one more time. It's worth listening to again. This guy's good. I've been trying to get this guy on too. Okay. Uh, slavery and abortion are both wrong. Well, okay. Not don't want to fight with you about that. Okay, here we go. Similar to how the federal government abolished slavery to protect enslaved people's rights nationally, the federal government stepped in again to protect reproductive rights nationally. Please tell me you did not just compare slavery and abortion and then use that argument to justify why the government needed to protect people's right to an abortion. Let me explain something to you. See, slavery was wrong, but slavery was legal. Do you know why slavery was legal? Because someone convinced another group of people that black people were not human. That it was a Wow. A group of people convinced another group of people that slavery was not wrong. <laughs> this guy's killing it. Okay, to enslave them because they weren't people. They were only three-fifths of a person. Now there's a modern effort to convince people that fetuses are not human. Therefore, it's not wrong to kill them. Black people aren't human if you have black skin, so it's okay to enslave them. I mean, he flipped the script on this chick. And now we're being convinced those aren't fetuses. Those are women's rights. Those are women's properties. Those aren't human. They're only three-fifths of a human. Kill them. Whether you agree with him or not, this is like, this is just powerful mind think. This is just, just the, the, the mental gymnastics and, and funness of this. This guy's so good. But I have a question for you. Do you think it's appropriate to kill, I don't know, a bald eagle per se? Because the federal government doesn't. In fact, the federal government will fine you $20,000 and you could go to prison for one to five years for destroying a single egg of the American bald eagle. Now, that is not a full-grown eagle. It is just an egg that has the potential to become a full-grown eagle. And because of the potential that it has, it has value. Kind of like a human being. A fetus is not a full-grown human, but it has the potential to become a human. And therefore, it has value. Similar to how the federal government... Well, dang. It's good. It's good. Smart stuff. Smart talk. Gotta get that guy on the show, too. Yeah, it is the man's choice at a, at a point. That's a really good thing. It's before then. It's before you, it's like just, just before your helmet crests the labia majora. When you, when you push the helmet and you give up, it, it doesn't matter whether it's fair or not. I'm just telling you like just the, the 99.99 truth to it. Basically it works like this. Fuck, this is going to piss some of you guys off and I'm sorry. The woman loses her right when the dick gets inside of her. It's not fair. It might not be right. It might not be the absolute truth, but, but in, in the most logical sense, the, the woman has the right to say no to the dick and therefore she never has to get the abortion and kill the baby. But once you take the dick, you understand the mechanisms of the human body and you know the dudes aren't good at hold, holding back from letting one fly. Once you take raw dog the dick, then you lost your right over your body in, in, in respect to having the baby or not having the baby. Morally, Morally, I'm not talking legally. You guys know how I stand legally. No laws on women's bodies. But morally, ethically, you have lost your right. And you will pay you, – you will probably pay uh, a, a, a severe mental consequence also if you, if, you, if you have an abortion. You may think, ah, I'm just telling you like you either forever stay unconscious or when you are conscious, you will have to uh, – I don't know what the word is. There's probably some spiritual word for it. But anyway, my point is, is that the man has the right once I think once the man puts his penis in the woman, he's giving up that right to the baby. That's what now it's hers. But and that might be fair or not fair. doesn't matter. That's just how I think. I'm not, I don't even know if it's true. I'm willing to be wrong on that. But that's how I play the game. And then and then once he lets one fly in her, 
then she now loses sort of the um, the moral and, and ethical responsibility to her womb it should, should transcend, you know, any law or thought. It just is, okay, now there's a baby growing in there. So that's that. So the, the, man, the man gets to say his say, I'm not going to put my penis in you. You are not going to extract a uh, semen from me. And the woman loses her say once she does sit on it or take it or however it gets in there, rolls over the wet spot. What do you think? I don't know what transracial is. What do you think about transracial? I, I'm probably transracial. I love them. That, should I look that word up? Trans. Trans. Uh, transracial people identify as a different race than the one associated with their biological ancestry. Oh, it's just more just just fucking same as gender. Just bullshit. Just which, oh, not bad bullshit. Maybe I should use a different word. Just uh, your imagination. Like, do what you want. I don't care. If you're a white guy and you want to have your eyes fucking pulled slanted and fucking talk with a Chinese accent, I don't give a fuck. Do it. As long as as long as none of it's like being imposed on me. Like I was thinking about going, I was thinking about going to the to the boardwalk by my house. <clears throat> There's tons of fucking hardcore Mexicans there. Like like Serenos and Norteños and M13. It's like it's just fucking hardcore. And it's the heart in the heart of like the whitest town you've ever been in. <clears throat> Santa Cruz, California. And I was thinking about walking around there with a mic on me. And going up to people and using the wrong pronoun with them. Just like, you know what I mean? Like, like four just vatos, you know? They get out of their fucking low rider. They have their shirts pulled over their waistband because they're fucking packing. Uh, excuse me, miss. Can you tell me what time it is? And just see how they react. They probably don't give a fuck. See if I get beat up or not. Who you calling miss? Uh, did I say miss? No, no. I'm messed up. See who cares. Uh, so, so what about it when it comes to a man want, who wants an abortion? Women does not and has the child. Is the man responsible for financial? So yeah, 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 yeah. All that. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. The se- I, I don't know. I, I mean, whatever. I think it's a moot point, but it, it, to answer you, um, yes. One, I think whatever you have your say up until you put your penis in a woman. When you get a permanent tattoo, it's a fucking permanent tattoo. When they're done, you don't get to say that, that there's a line you cross when that ink pen hits you and some that's it. When your helmet of your penis crests the labia majora menorah, all that fun stuff in there, when it breaks the fucking the, the outer layer of the Sharpay, you, you've now given up. That's it. You're, you're responsible for everything that happens after that, regardless of whether you wanted it or didn't want it. You, like, you're fucking around. You've started mixing the chemicals in the meth lab. No, no. It, yeah. And yeah, after sex, women have all the power. Yep. And, but, but I don't know. I wouldn't use the word power. Now they have all the moral obligation. 
I'm just saying it the way I look into my mind. I don't, I can't explain it to you logically and I apologize. But the mechanisms of how I see the mind work and what seems absolutely in the fairest sense to me is that there is a point that you physically have control over what you're doing in regards to making a baby. Your dick is hard. You're not commanded to, to ejaculate a load in someone. You make that effort to do that with those consequences. It's like driving a car into a wall. Buying a lotto ticket. You don't get to decide whether you, you win or lose after that. And so you do that. You play that game. And then, and then at that point, the woman who's also played that game she now she she now she now is, has that 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 responsibility. I'm not saying from any legal legal point. I'm just saying um, it's it's the algebra of it all. Excuse me. Uh, if you're removing the men's option. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, like if you're saying if you're saying men don't have a say, then women shouldn't have a say either. They have that you should outlaw. No, no, I don't think so. I don't believe in fairness like that. Let, let me give you an example. Uh, another example, if I understand you, Jamie. But um, I give you two examples. The, the first was with the adults I used to work with over at CrossFit Inc. When I first started working there, and I became the executive director of the media department there, chief marketing officer whatever you want to call it. I decided I was going to, there, there was always like a little bit of like, uh, we, we had cameras over there that people would use and you would check them out. And there was always be like, Hey, are people not taking care of their cameras? Did someone not return it in time? I need it for this project. And there would always be a little friction. And I was like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking just suck it up. And, and we're going to buy everyone a camera package, a fat camera package. What do you want? So there were like, let's say six or seven um, uh, senior director producers there who were going to get those camera packages. I was going to, I'm going to buy each of you a package, a one a month so that it doesn't, it doesn't just a huge expenditure right away. We'll do one a month until everyone's satisfied. And people started saying, it's not fair. How come Joe gets a package before Carl? How come Carl gets a package before um, uh, Cindy? And instead of people being like, yeah, this is fucking awesome, people started fucking complaining that, that it wasn't fair. And my kids are like that. If I have like a like a like a uh, um uh, a, a, a piece of a Lara bar or something like that, and I'm like, okay, you guys can have this, and I hand it to them. Why does he get it? It's not fair. I hand them a little piece of chocolate and they each look at each other's chocolate and they start comparing it. It's not fair. His is bigger. Like, well, fuck you. Here, give me all that chocolate back. And they're sitting there crying because they got chocolate. They got they, they, what they're crying. Well, they a second ago, they had nothing and life was good. Now they have a piece of chocolate in their hand and they're crying. And then, and then I turn into a complete idiot. Like I'm trying to explain this to, I can't even explain it to you, to, to, 25-year-old, 35-year-old grown-ass men who are getting free fucking cameras. How the fuck am I going to explain it to a, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old? Oh, I just picked a wall of, ball of wax out of my ear. Sorry. 
I kind of don't recognize myself on today's show right now. Do you remember that raw meat eating guy we had on? He was like eating the octopus. He's now done that for 200 days. We're going to have him back on. Kind of excited. I will not use names. No, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember just, it was just silly. Shit just got weird and silly. I didn't, it was like. Oh, I, I read that. We did the Asian, we talked about the Asian goggles, right? Because they got a different nose. They got a flat nose. So you, right here at the bridge, they got no bridge. So you got to have special goggles for them. That, uh, that girl, she wasn't Asian. Uh, but a Chris Rugliowski, she was the chick who won the High Rocks World Championships this year. She she had a uh, no bridge in her nose. I think we talked about it there. Just kind of worked out nicely, nicely. Oh, what's this? Okay, I don't know what this is. Let's play this. This will be fun. It when when I play these Instagram clips, it's it's like a it's like a low rent version of Tosh Point oh, the show. And here we go. So gas prices are at an all-time high. Inflation highest in 40 years. Stock market plummeting. Approval ratings in the tank. Food shortages. Baby formula shortages. Record crime. Record burglaries. Murder shootings. Record overdoses. Rampant homelessness. Sky-high cost of living. Unbelievable censorship. Corruption in the highest halls of power. Record profits for the most corrupt corporations. Tens of billions of dollars sent to a corrupt country. Getting us involved in a hot war with a nuclear power for the first time in history. Record crossings at the border. Sky-high national debt. The oldest president in history. The lowest approval for a VP in history. An unprecedented first-of-its-kind draft leak of a Supreme Court decision. Undefinable basic words. Identity confusion and indoctrination of the youth in mass. A ministry of truth. Destruction of the nuclear family, a rising threat from the East, and still so few paying attention, just like they want it. So gas prices are at an all-time high. Inflation high. God, that's brutal. Oh, my goodness, that's brutal. All right, I shouldn't have played that. It's too much. I just want to put my head, head in the sand. No, thank you. Wow. I don't, I don't like hating on the rich. I really don't. I really, really don't. Oh, this one was brutal. I don't. Oh, this one was brutal. Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm beating you guys down. Here we go. Here we go. You were you were finished semi. Finished semis yesterday with all the wall balls. Did Murph today? You were in the semis. What region were you in? Or you just did the workouts? My goodness, you guys are nuts. That's my name. Don't wear it out, Matthew Cold. Yeah, what, that that's coming up, right? I, I, yeah, of course. I'm trying to get him on the show. Of course, He's, he says all the same shit I say, or I say all the same shit he says. 
his take on homelessness is crazy. He just walks around the streets. He's like, uh, who out here is sober? The guy's like, sober? We're on fentanyl. Not a single person. to, And they want to build, they want us to pay to build homes for drug addicts. No, let's get them off the drugs and they can build their own homes. I'd love a podcast with you too. You have a podcast? Man, you know I went on that podcast with Bowen Media, Bowen Media, Carlos's podcast. I, did, I was watching UFC and probably like a drink or two in me and I get this text and it said that we're doing it. And somehow the word mayhem was in there and I think that that guy's affiliated with mayhem. And Rich has been so nice to me that I wanted to like, like at a moment's notice be available for them. And they invited me on the podcast. I like the guy. I'm not going to hate. I'm going to hate. And I get on there and I click the button and it's Mr. Bone himself, Carlos. And then, and then, uh, and then a lady who's like a big wig over at the mayhem empire. Like she runs the media team for the last two years, like former bodybuilder done turned CrossFitter. Then another dude I didn't recognize. And then Ben Davidson was over there. And I've been like fucking with like Ben Davidson with Rich, you know, kind of like just just like the way I do, like I told you, like the way I court people. Like I wanted, I was poking fun of them, but like really like in a nice way. Like I liked them. I was just curious about him. He's the redheaded media guy over there, and he's also on uh, on one of the um, affiliate teams, like Justice or Independence or something like that. He's on one of those teams that's going to the CrossFit Games. And I joked around that, hey, I need to get Ben Davidson on my show and ask him some questions. But anyway, I'm sitting down watching UFC, and these guys send me a link for their show, and I, I think it's a mayhem show. And I go over there, and I click the link, and I go outside. I'm walking around with my drink, and the host, I don't know who the fuck the host was. Was it you, Carlos? You son of a And he says, oh, I hear you have some questions for Ben Davidson. And I was like, this is exactly why I don't do podcasts. You called me to come on your podcast to ask questions to Ben Davidson? I was going to say something so crass. Not about them. It was going to be a metaphor. It would be like getting a, sh a prostitute and eh, it's bad. I, I, I Even I can't say it. Okay. Um, but it just made me never want to do another podcast ever again. Call me up and, and and make me carry the show. Carry my nuts. And I'm not even myself on other people's shows. I'm accountable and responsible for everything that happens to me. Share screen. Chrome tab. I hope this is the right one. Yes. Bam. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Here we go. After getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. Medical experts have been investigating what happened and have now released their report. An epidemiologist says it adds to a body of evidence that confirms Pfizer's vaccine can lead to death in children. NTD's Miguel Moreno reports. To attend class in some parts of the country, kids need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The federal government says they're safe, but gives them warning labels of what could lead to death. Uh, this myocarditis warning that is out on Pfizer Moderna is very serious. Epidemiologist Peter McCullough says this in light of a new report. 
Its authors investigated the cases of two teenage boys from different states. Both of them had received second doses of the Pfizer vaccine, only to die a few days later in their sleep. McCullough says that in his view, the study confirms that Pfizer's vaccines led to the deaths of the teenagers. That's the conclusion now, and it's the conclusion of several reports in the peer-reviewed literature. This isn't the only one, so it's clear that our FDA warnings on these vaccines are valid and justified, and these reports indicate in some cases it's fatal. The report was published by the College of American Pathologists, which is considered the largest organization of board-certified pathologists. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, known as the CDC, lists the myocarditis warning on its website for both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines, but no mention that myocarditis could lead to death. We contacted the CDC, but we haven't heard back. Miguel Moreno, NTD News. Just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. Let's talk about this just for one quick second. I'm told if, if, if I don't believe that the questions around abortion are the correct questions. People say stuff like, well, it's women's rights or is it a baby's life? I, these aren't the right questions to ask. I, I, if it, it, those questions are based on the fact of someone trying to like manipulate you. What are the right questions? I don't know. But you can't just take people's questions as face value if that's what the argument's about. So what I'm about to do in talking to you about the the vaccine right here in regards to these two kids dying, I don't know if this is the right question to ask. And I'm not trying to bully you into thinking like this at all, at all. But I want you to think about this. Just, just the idea of it. Maybe I need to be slapped around and unfucked. Fine. I think it's pretty clear that 40% of the people who died are old people inside of nursing homes and care facilities. Do you know why those people are in there? Because they can't wipe their ass anymore. Because they did something, the vast majority of them, outside of how old they got, that incapacitated them to take care of themselves. And once they get in there, the average life expectancy of someone in a nursing home in the United States of America is 13.7 months. And 40% of COVID deaths were people, are people inside of these types of care facilities. The other 60% of the people who've died from this disease, sorry, 59%, so we're at 99%, have four, five, six, seven, eight comorbidities. All self-induced. What do I mean by self-induced? Lifestyle choices. Thank you. Obese. Lifestyle choices. You don't even have to be obese. You got COVID and you still drank six uh, Mountain Dews a day, you're toast. Your NK cells and your T cells completely fucking shut down. Unable to do their job. In a bloodstream full of fucking packed with fucking insulin and leptin and j just fucking a mess. And then there's the 1%. There was some fucking poor soul, some kid, it would be less than 1%, but born with fucking leukemia 
or someone who happened to get fucking hit by a car and had their fucking trach smashed and was in the hospital and got COVID and couldn't fucking let their trach repair while they, I don't even know what a trach is, uh, while they got COVID. Just a, a, a convergence of really unfortunate events. What's your point, Sevon? Those 99% of those people, was it worth saving their life that two fucking innocent, healthy boys had to die? I say no. Average age of death in Sweden, 80 years old. Average COVID death in Sweden, 82 years old. You're handing out fucking vaccines like they're fucking candy and two boys die to save these 82-year-olds? Go fuck yourself. You are murdering kids. That's what I think. I don't care if fucking one billion fucking... I don't care if 10% of the planet fucking dies if they're fucking 80 years old and they've been drinking a six-pack of Coke every day if these two boys have to die. I'm not doing the trade. I'm not doing the trade. I'm not killing, I am not killing boys or girls. I'm not fucking killing kids. I'm never, ever going to support that shit. You're fucking nuts. And, and I don't care if you get the vaccine. Don't get it twisted. Vax away. But to enforce it? My buddy came from Australia, and I know he had to get the vaccine. You're going to make Cara Saunders get the fucking vaccine to compete here? Fuck you, government. It's nuts. It is nuts. Hey, and here's the thing. Here's the the thing, too. Just the sheer numbers at this scale, even if the vaccine was perfect, perfect, some people are going to die because there's going to be a bad batch. There's going to be a bad batch that gets old. There's going to be a batch that gets like someone's poop in it. Like there's no way of successfully implementing this to save all of these fucking decrepit old people or people who are 30 years complicit in their demise that would make it so that some boys aren't going to die. Boys and girls aren't going to die. It's nuts. This is batshit crazy stuff. And and you people in Australia and Canada and the United Kingdom who want to say anything about our gun rights, like you feel bad of what happened in Texas, fuck you. You guys are so fucking complicit in this fucking nightmare. It's because it's how you think that ended up causing all of these problems in your countries. And now you want to impose it on the that type of fucked up thinking on our gun laws. It doesn't work that well. I want you to imagine looking at the world through a straw right here, like this, right? And that's all you see. That's how you think. You see a gun. You saw it killed someone. You're going back and forth, and you're like, okay, let's get rid of guns. Next, you're going to say, let's get rid of kids or let's get rid of schools. How about that? You fucking brainiacs. You don't even know how to think. You don't think about where, where it came from upstream. And you don't think where it came from going downstream. Open up, buddy. Open up. Open up. Take a chill. Open up. Mm. I can't believe I did it. 78 minutes. That's how long. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this show in the same amount of time it took Hiller to do uh, Murph today with a 100-pound vest. Hey, I think that's dumb. Should I call him? Let me call it. Let me just. You want, should we get Hiller on? Let's see. Let's see if I can send him a. It's a good, it's a good way to finish the show, right? Um, 
Let's see. Uh, let's see if he'll just come on. He's a good dude. Let's see. Mr. Mr. Programming. Mr. Pro- oh, maybe I should. Should I see if I can get Brian on and we'll talk shit about his programming? Mr. Programming. What kind of friend am I? I'm going to send him a link. And then he comes on and I bomb him in front of all the live fans. Oh, he did it in 2018 that I saw wrong. Oh, he didn't do that today. Oh. See? See? I'm not real media. I didn't do my research. Didn't do my research. That's what happens when your guest doesn't show up. All right. Uh, I'm going to have people really like the – man, the, the comments from the Athena show were great. I know. I, I I was wondering what was going on there. I was wondering what was his elbow because I know he does talk. He does uh uh he does whine about his elbow a lot. And uh, oh shit, I I answered on the wrong phone. Uh, can you call back? Yeah. Answered on the wrong phone. Uh, uh here we go. Uh, Andrew Hiller, you're live on the Seven Podcast. Am I really? <laughs> you are. What was that link for? Because uh, I was just going to have you come on and, and ambush you. I was just talking crazy. But Bruce Wayne already came to your defense and, and kind of uh, – oh, What are you ambushing me about? What I, do we got? I was like, this fucking guy talks shit about programming, and he fucking does a hundred – he does a a Murph with a 100-pound weight vest. That's fucking horrible. Programming. Oh, yeah. That was, that was four years ago. Yes. Peak, peak shape I was back then. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But I, I'm not real media. I don't do my research. So, but but what did uh, Bruce Wayne say about it? He just him and uh, Jaime, hi, hi, him and uh, Jamie Jaime. What's her name? I'm looking for her name. They basically told me, hey, dude, wrong year, 2018. Get your shit fixed. What's what's wrong about the year? Well, if you did it this year, you're old and you got a busted up elbow. And just like you said, you oh, did that's four right. years ago when you were in peak shape. I was just going to say it's bad. Oh, programming. so you're saying that they unfucked you. You thought I did it this year. You didn't read the notes. No, no. I read. <laughs> read. Are we really on the show right now? Uh, yes, we are. Oh, okay. See, I thought I missed that. I thought you were just like, hey, man, we got a show in four minutes. And I was like, holy fuck, did I miss something? <laughs> hey, no, but um, can't you tell we're on the show by kind of like the inflection of my voice and how excited I am? I don't like talk to you like this when we're like, if we, we was just me and you, I'd be like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, it was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey. I don't know. I thought maybe you were messing with me. I thought maybe this was a joke. I'd be like, <laughs> what else I'd be are you like, talking about? What I'd, am I missing? I'd be like, hey, dude, did you see that picture of Brian and Daniel Brandon? You'd be like, yeah. What do you I know? totally saw that picture. Yeah, and then I'd be like, "Dude, you think I can't, I can't tell you what I I can't tell you what I know on the show?" Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> you know what sucks is my my guest didn't show up today, and we you know that um, we're trying to schedule two shows this week. That one with me and you and uh, Justin Medeiros, and then the other one, the Hiller Fit uh, uh, YouTube channel review that I'm trying to do every week. And uh, yeah, see, I thought I missed that. No, anyway, you didn't. Sorry. No. Okay, go ahead. My guest didn't show up, and so I'm just been just just like fucking off for uh 82 minutes who is the guest uh david lucas uh he's um uh homeboys uh he's a big time comic big time comic got it all right he's in the shit house uh, how, anyway have, while we have you here though um how how was that 100 pound murph you did it in 78 minutes 
uh, 78 minutes. Yeah. And I remember I just wanted to make sure that I didn't do anything under a shuffle on the runs. The pull-ups were done in all singles. The push-ups were done in like doubles at the absolute most. Then the squats were just slow, steady. The best kind of got in the way on the squats because it was a big ass vest. That's pretty crazy. What was it like when you took the vest off? Uh, it's actually so heavy where you got to use the pull-up rig to take it off. So you kind of throw it on a J-hook, the one shoulder, and you pinch your way out of it. There's really no other way to get it on or off. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Without the help of a couple of people. That's it. I'm glad you said that. That's a good description. I was kind of wondering how you got it on and off. What, um, I, was, you may, I just thought of something. Someone said, where's the picture? We should use that picture of uh, Brian and Danielle that's floating around um, as the uh, picture for this podcast. <laughs> and, and then it'll get 20,000 views. Yeah. And oh. then you, and then somewhere in there, you've got to say, you'll never guess what Andrew said about Brian friend. Oh, right. And Danielle Brandon's picture on Instagram. It's <laughs> perfect. Oh, and Greg just texted me and said, let's go, let's go eat. Yeah. I'm hungry. Putting Maggie. And then up. that'll be the actual caption. Greg Glassman breaks news on Brian friend. <laughs> uh, I am hungry. Where? is open where is open that's not really good english all right well thank you for calling me thank you for making a special guest appearance on my on my little my little show of course i was actually in the middle of watching top gun so i'm gonna go back and finish it oh shit i'm sorry okay bye. <laughs> i was I, I was like i was like alexis alexis i'm i, I think i missed a fucking show I go. you're a good dude all right i thought you dude. okay bye. bye bye all right breaks news or breaks wind yes yes all here did you ever see that show where I put my butt up to the microphone and farted? No one ever said anything about that. It's kind of proud of that. Oh, look at you trying to get on with Hiller. Speak your mind, caller. What's up, Savon? It's Plumber. Uh, hey, Will. What's up, dude? Oh, thanks for your Not notes. Much. Thanks for your notes this weekend. That was cool. Dude, of course. I'm glad you got to use them. I just, I just stole your shit. Oh, so what do you think about blah, blah, blah? You guys are so good. <laughs> I heard a couple and I'm like, okay, Savon does not know who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it though. No, I'm calling to brag about my mom since we're on the Murph topic today. Uh, she did her first. She, uh, she grabbed a partner and did a Murph. No shit. What did that look like? Um, so her and a partner, they did banded pull-ups uh, and split the work. Um, no vest, obviously, but uh, there's a get together at CrossFit Minnetonka to do Murph. So Minnetonka, yeah. where, where is that? One of the islands, yeah. uh, Samoan Islands. Uh, Minnetonka. It's a city about 20 minutes northwest of Minneapolis. Ah, okay, not Samoa, not an island, yeah. not a Samoan island. All right. Well, thanks yes, for calling sir. in. I think I'm going to wrap up the show and go uh, grab a bite to eat with my homeboy, my, my old boss, Mr. Glassman. All right. Have a good one. All right, thanks, dude. Everyone. Thanks for calling. Ciao. Yep. I should put his phone number in my phone so I know it's him. Oh, Clive. Sorry, dude. I know. I saw, I saw your comments on YouTube, too. Um. The uh, Jaime Latimer, Jamie Latimer, Kyle Landis says the pick was on Brian's IG. Unless they're talking about the picture, I'm unaware of. No, no, the one where they're laying down in bathing suits on that uh, lawn chair. It, it was on his IG. No, I'm joking. <laughs> they weren't laying down. Uh, okay, who should I invite to lunch? 
was thinking about changing my bed. I was thinking about getting a camera that would uh, give me shallow depth of field for my podcast and maybe changing my background. Have you guys noticed how many reels we're putting out? We have someone working on reels now for us. It's pretty cool. Oh, shit. Go, okay, I know. I will. You know, I might do Murph tonight. Oh, my goodness. Do you guys know who we have on tomorrow? Ooh, at 7 a.m. Uh, we got that that monk that was on. Um, we got that monk that was on uh, Joe Rogan. Hey, lunch is calling. I love you guys. Peace and love.